0: We're not just employees of Starbucks. I mean,
1: we are Starbucks.
0: It's Today Explained. I'm Noelle King. And actually, employee is not really a word Starbucks prefers. The term of art for a Starbucks worker is partner. Being a partner, that's not just a word. It's a real sense of ownership. I've had so many opportunities to grow, and I felt nurtured
2: in that partnership.
0: If you want to be part of something really big, this is the place to do it.
2: It's like, okay, you're going to call me a partner? Like, I'm going to make myself a partner. Like, let's do it. Let's talk. Let's be partners. Today, how Starbucks partners
0: started calling the company out and forming a partnership of their own. Ronnie Mola, you're a senior data reporter at Recode from Fox. And for the last couple of months, you have been talking to a lot of baristas. What have you been up to?
1: So I've been talking to tons and tons of baristas. For some reason, they all seem to be 22 years old. I've talked to more 22-year-olds now than I've done since I was 22. (laughs) And we're seeing this unprecedented wave of unionization happening at Starbucks, you know, the nationwide coffee chain. Already, a whole bunch of Starbucks have voted to unionize, and in the coming weeks and months, something like 160 more are slated to vote. This is notable because it's a big, widely known corporation. Everyone knows what Starbucks is, and because it's happening in food service where you don't see a lot of unions.
0: The push for unions is a relatively recent development. Starbucks is a 50-year-old company. Before the union organizing began in the last year or so, what kind of relationship did Starbucks have with its employees?
1: So Starbucks is actually known for having a pretty good relationship with its employees. Yet Starbucks covers $20,000 for IVF and related medication for all eligible employees. It's been offering health insurance for years, and that's something that's just virtually unheard of still in food service. So it's just been part of what, who we are, that if you work here and you've put in the time, uh, you're going to get the benefits that make you a full partner. You know, they call their employees partners. It was generally considered and perceived to be a good relationship.
0: And as I understand it, there's another thing that appeals to many of the 22-year-olds that you were interviewing, which is that the company's politics
1: are progressive. Yeah, I I was a little bit exaggerating. Not all of them were 22. Plenty of them were in their 30s. But yeah, Starbucks is a progressive company.
2: I don't believe the primary objective or the only objective of a for-profit company is to make a profit.
1: You know, they talk about things like LGBTQ rights. Where somebody at a shareholder meeting asks you
0: to maybe soften your position on marriage equality and gay rights, and you essentially said, "If you think you can make a better return, go buy something else." Yes. We,
2: have, we employ over 200,000 people in this company, and we want to embrace diversity of all kinds. Hi, gay. Happy Pride Month. We are sashing away with deals.
1: They talk about single-origin coffee beans. Um, you name it. And that progressiveness seems to attract progressive workers. People want to work at a place that's progressive because they're progressive. And, you know, it's sort of this circular relationship. You've got a relatively
0: transient workforce. Many of them are young. These are not the type of people who ordinarily in this country would have gotten together and formed a union. But something changed. What happened?
1: So in one of the Buffalo Starbucks back in 2019, A couple of the baristas started talking about unionizing. You know, they they started seeing the dissonance between the company's progressive politics and what was actually happening. Um, A lot of that had to do with their wages and their ability to be fired and their benefits. It was all sort of talk for a while. And then the pandemic happened.
0: Starbucks is making a major shift to adapt to the COVID-19 pandemic. The company is closing up to 400
2: Starbucks locations
1: for a while they were out of work and then they come back and people who were baristas become frontline workers. All of a sudden their job is inherently dangerous. Um, they have to tell people to put on masks. Back on June 4th, the two entered the Starbucks on West Avenue, neither one wearing a mask. And when an employee approached the two men and asked them to put a mask on, one man punched the victim in the face. They have to enforce vaccine mandates in some places. Um, and the job just gets really rough. A lot of them get sick. As most of us know, there was the great resignation. It was hard to hire people last year. So you have this tougher work environment where you're dealing with the dangers of the pandemic and they're not necessarily staffing as much as they should, considering businesses come back. So they're working really hard and they feel like the company is not giving them adequate protections. Starbucks
0: used to be a good company. They used to treat their workers with respect. And throughout the pandemic, we have seen them disrespect workers over and over.
1: There was definitely a little resentment on behalf of these workers who had to go in. They're saying, you know, the company started rolling back Mask mandates and a lot of other protections a little too fast, a little too brazenly, Mm. you know, for corporate members who were still working from home at the time, while these young people had to go in and be frontline workers.
0: When did the first Starbucks stores decide to form a union and how
1: did that process go? So they started trying to unionize in earnest in the spring of 2021. The original Buffalo baristas who were talking about this started reaching out to different partners all around the Buffalo area. That's a little bit easier in a city because you could often sub in for someone at a nearby Starbucks. So there was a lot of trade off with employees going to one place and another. And then, you know, they sort of get a critical mass by the summer of 2021, at which point, They think they have enough supporters. They also think that corporate might have gotten wind of it, so Mm. they go public with their intent to unionize in August of 2021. Next tonight, a group of Buffalo baristas taking on one of the world's largest coffee companies and catching the attention of the national media. That gives them a little bit more protections. You know, if they're known to be unionizing, they get the benefit of labor law. And then Starbucks pushes back and Mm. they push back heavily. They send lots and lots of support managers to the Buffalo area. A lot of the demands that the Starbucks workers had, you know, that they were understaffed or they didn't have enough PPE was immediately taken care of. They they were like, see, we could fix things. You don't need a union. They also start doing things like captive audience meetings. That's when they tell you while you're on your shift, hey, this is why you shouldn't join our union. Hmm. Importantly, Starbucks union decided that they wanted to vote on a store-by-store basis. It's a lot easier to keep a relationship when you have 15, 20, 30 people and you've talked to them directly and you know what they're going through as opposed to trying to organize on a big regional or national basis because you don't have those close relationships. It's in the best interest of a union to organize on a smaller basis. They have a better chance of unionizing. And the NLRB, the governing body that oversees unions, said, okay, yeah, you guys could do it store-by-store. Then in December 2021.
0: History made in Buffalo, New York. Starbucks workers at the Elmwood Avenue location voted to unionize.
1: They had three votes in Buffalo, and two out of the three so ended up voting to Starbucks unionize. To- <laughs>
0: So there are thousands of Starbucks stores across the country. Three of them hold union votes, and then all of a sudden it's like the dominoes fall. Looking to unionize. That's the goal of employees at a Starbucks. They say there's a new push to unionize Starbucks employees across the state of Missouri.
1: Yeah, we told you about the efforts here in the St. Louis area. Well, now the union movement is coming to the Kansas City area. These employees
0: at the Astoria Boulevard Starbucks have become the first in Queens to file for a union election. Seven. Sites
1: Why is that? Along- I talked to a lot of these original Starbucks workers and They said, you know, as soon as it was in the national media, as soon as people from Starbucks around the country saw that this was possible, you know, it just sort of implanted the idea that, oh, wait, we could unionize. Oh, wait, these are the problems that they have over across the country in Buffalo. They just got tons and tons of inbound emails. They had a website. They're all on social media. They just Hmm. got tons and tons of people reaching out to them being like, hey, how do we do this? I was told by one of the union leaders that um, once Seattle voted to unionize there's a store in Seattle which is the hometown of Starbucks just that night you know he got 30 contacts about unionizing
0: so we have yes votes in buffalo we have unions then form mm-hmm. have the unions achieved the changes in working conditions that these workers wanted what's different now
1: you know it's like sort of the most cinematic part like okay they've they've gotten people together they go in they vote they beat this big corporation But just because you've unionized doesn't mean that you get the benefits of a union. Now they actually have to negotiate a contract. And that is a really tough thing to do. The contract is the document that says, okay, these are the benefits you are going to get. Here's the floor on wages. Here are the sort of health benefits that you get. We can't fire you without just cause, that sort of thing. All of that stuff has to be in the contract. And they don't have contracts yet. Hmm. They have to work with the company to create a contract and negotiate what they want. And that's really hard to do given current labor laws. The company is supposed to bargain in good faith, but there is no real teeth behind the NLRB's power to make them do so. And there's nothing forcing companies to actually agree to the contract. So they've got a big, difficult road ahead of them in order to get their contract. How long do contracts usually take to sign? So they could take anywhere from six months to never. (laughs) Wow. I, I, I saw a stat. It depends on which data set you're looking at, but something like 30 percent of unions never reach a contract or at least not after a few years. And by that point, you know, they lose a lot of steam. A lot of the people who are originally there unionizing maybe have left um, and it's sort of done. So it's really important that they do get a contract. So part of the
0: impetus for all of this is that you have a workforce that is relatively young. You have young people who decided to unionize, who now may be dealing with contract negotiations for years, and yet they don't expect to be at Starbucks forever. Do you think that the
1: workers who started this movement will end up seeing any of the benefits? A lot of them I spoke to, you know, I don't know if they're going to be there in a few years. A lot of them are in college. Some have been there already five years and you know plan to be there longer. It really depends. I think they came of age during these big social movements, Black Lives Matter, Me Too. They're really comfortable with the idea of creating change in the world. They're also very comfortable with technology, which helps them spread that message. But I think overall, the sentiment was, we want to make this better for other Starbucks workers and for workers everywhere. We want this to happen at McDonald's. We want this to happen at Taco Bell. I don't think it was so short sighted that they're like, "Okay, I need this to happen in the next year for me. I think they want it to be a larger movement.
0: Last week on Thursday and Friday, six more Starbucks stores voted to unionize in upstate New York. That brings the total number to 16. Haley Fagan is a union organizer at one of those stores. It's a Starbucks drive through near Rochester, New York. Workers or partners at her store voted 10 to 3 in favor of the union.
2: It was overwhelming. I cried when they counted the, like, last yes ballot we needed to, like, win ours. <laughs> Haley Fagan is
0: 22. She's worked for Starbucks for five years now. She started out as a barista. Today, she's a shift supervisor.
2: So I guess that's another way to say key holder. So in the mornings, like, if my store manager isn't there, so I'm opening them up. I'm counting the safe, taking temperatures, inventory, placing inventory orders. We do frozen food polls for the next day. We'd tell, like, our baristas where to go, what to do. We send them on breaks, stuff like that. You're the manager. Yeah, everything short of, like, writing schedules and, like, hiring how much do you make as the, as the manager of a Starbucks location? As a supervisor right now, I believe I make twenty two eighty four. What does that add up to over the course of a year? Oh, gosh. Um, that's kind of hard to say just because hours are so up and down all the time. All of us are like part-time. I don't think anyone is technically full-time except the actual store manager. So one week I could be working like 20 hours and the next week I might be working like 32 or I might be working like 18. I think last year it was around 30,000 though.
0: Okay. Yeah. I didn't
2: realize that your hours
0: were so varied. I assumed you were doing 40 hours a week, but it sounds like that's not at all guaranteed. No. And what's an average day's schedule for you?
2: I would say on average 5 a.m. anywhere to like 10 a.m. to like 1.30 p.m.
0: It's super varied. Working at a Starbucks, working in food service or retail, not necessarily the kind of job that is unionized. Uh, It never would have occurred to me when I was your age to push for a union at one of
2: my jobs in food service. Why did you think it was necessary? What was going through your head? So in like my five and a half years with Starbucks, I've been with multiple different stores Through like store closures in which our district manager had, you know, come to us and promised like, you guys are going to be okay, your store is going to be fine. And then, you know, maybe a month later, they were like, by the way, your store is not fine. And now we're going to have to find you somewhere else to work. You know, as someone who doesn't drive, the first location I worked at, I worked at out of proximity, especially because I was 17 when I was hired. Wow. And then I got moved to a location that was a bit farther away and I had to Uber more and rely on rides more. And I guess I just got used to it. So it's been something I kind of just deal with because I'm like working towards my license currently. But also now Ubers are more expensive. There's some mornings where it's like, if I don't get this $50 Uber right now, I'm going to get written up. But if I do get this $50 Uber right now, that's $50 out of my paycheck. That's two and a half hours of work just to go work for like maybe six hours. And then I've still got to pay to go home. Like that's not sustainable. Store closures, when they place people after, it's not like, them working with us to like find a spot that's good for us. They just stick us somewhere. There's very little like regard for like your actual need. They don't care about partners when they close stores. It's just a money thing. How did the pandemic change your job? Something about what happened in the past two years just feels so like profit driven. There's always a push to like introduce all these new drinks or like this new equipment that you have to learn how to use and maintain and clean while we're also cutting your hours. Because like the pandemic and everything, like people are getting sick, obviously stores aren't able to maintain the like normal operational hours that stores don't earn enough money to like earn the hours to schedule people. Hmm. So they just told us it was our fault basically that we don't get hours anymore.
0: I'm thinking about my teen years. I'm thinking about my early 20s. And if I felt like an employer was jerking me around, I think my first impulse would be forget these guys. I'm going to go work someplace else, right? I'll go work down at the PX. I'll go work at the hotel restaurant.
2: Yeah. You've stuck
0: with Starbucks. Why is that when it sounds like there's been a lot of upheaval and a lot of it hasn't been super great?
2: Yeah, so that is something I honestly find myself thinking about a lot. So I struggled a lot with like mental health as like a younger teenager and something I really found at my first store was kind of that like found family with my coworkers. It was a very small kiosk of like eight employees. We saw each other every day. It was, you know, all my friends. Hmm. And as rough as it was, I really found like value and joy in that going to work and doing things and making drinks and making people smile and talking to people. Hmm. And so like, Job itself has brought me, like, such an immense amount of, like, comfort and honestly, like, genuine opportunity for all of the negative it brings. There's a reason that I want to fight to make it better for myself, and it's because I don't want to leave. What
0: was the exact moment where you thought the solution to all of this is forming a union?
2: That really is when, like, Buffalo went for it. Just, like, seeing them, like, oh, they're forming a union, and something in my head was just, like, wait, I could do that? Like, why didn't I ever think of that? You know, that's one of those things, like, you heard about, like, the fight for 15 or whatever, but, like, you don't hear about, like, food service workers, like, doing things. And not for nothing, when the fight for 15 was happening, I was probably, like, 10, and, you know... My father, he was very, like, conservative, so all I was hearing from him was, like, oh, those lazy people who want $15 for flipping burgers Hmm. as, like, a child. So I was just, like, I never paid attention to it. It never, like, interested me. But watching other people do things that I could have never really thought of or, like, never would have thought of and watching it actually happen, like, that's really inspiring. But also... Hearing from my other coworkers, like it is bad, and this is a good option. Like, you know, we can do this. That's also very inspiring because that's a team of like twenty people standing behind me.
0: Now you've done it. You ten to three in favor of the union. There you go. What is next? What do you do now?
2: Yeah. So we got to get a- figure out who we want on our bargaining committee and get that going. You want to be on. I absolutely do. I would love to. <laughs> it would be so cool.
0: And what do you hope, I know that once you hit the phase of bargaining, then you're looking at asking for stuff, yeah. right? What are you going to ask for? What do you hope will change? What
2: do you want? So, for myself personally, I really hope to see any semblance of increased transparency. And I guess that's very broad, but I guess to like put it in perspective, on two separate occasions, I've been promised like, oh, you're fine. Your store is fine. And then all of a sudden, a week later, it was like, by the way, in two weeks, your store is not fine. Um, Sorry.
0: You want more security that when you're told a thing by your employer, when Starbucks says your store isn't going to close, you want to guarantee that that's true. They're not going to tell us two weeks later that,
2: oh, actually, you're out of a job. And see, that is like a very specific example that I'm sure not everyone can relate to. But on the same note, like, a store closure is not a sudden decision. That's something like they've been looking at numbers for a while. Why aren't we part of that conversation at all? Why why don't we know until it's too late? Hmm. If this affects my financial security, my job security, what's happening to me, why don't I know? I want to know. I deserve to know. The
0: CEO of Starbucks, Howard Schultz, said at a company town hall recently.
2: Here's where it gets a little sensitive. Because I've been coached a little
0: bit, but I do want to talk about something pretty serious. We can't ignore what is happening in the country as it relates to companies throughout the country being assaulted in many ways by the threat of unionization. That man's the CEO of a company that you mostly like working for, have invested
2: (laughs) five years of your life in. What do you make of that statement? I heard it. And honestly, it was just like, a little funny to me. Like, honestly, we went into work the next morning and everyone who had like heard about it, we were like, what do you mean? Like, I he talks about like, how Starbucks is better without a union. And like, you know, good if we can just talk to partners, like, you know, partner to partner or whatever. But it's like, He's super ignoring the fact that partners are starting the unions. Like, (laughs) Workers United isn't, like, getting a, like, full staff of people hired at every unionizing, like, store or store that's filed to, like, make it happen. It's, like, this is, like, 200-ish stores across, like, 28 states, and it's all these people saying, like, hey, there needs to be a change And, like, it's laughable when he's like, oh, we're being assaulted. And it's like, no, like, we're just saying we deserve better. There's no outside force attacking or assaulting anyone. Like, we are the union. That's the point. We have a say. If an outside force had a say over us, we wouldn't be doing this. You know, we are becoming unionized, so we have a say.
0: Haley Fagan, 22 years old. She started at Starbucks as a barista. She became a shift supervisor. And now you can add union organizer to her title. Today's show was produced by Will Reed, edited by Matthew Collette, engineered by Paul Mounsey, and fact-checked by Laura Bullard. I'm Noelle King. It's Today Explained.